Father, I ask in Jesus' name that your people would hear your word today and not mine. Last week, we spoke on the scarlet thread. Let me button this real quick too. This morning I was studying in the office and I dropped my pen and I wrote on my shirt from here to here. So I took my shirt off and I washed it in the sink. And I dried my shirt with a hairdryer. Don't ask me why I have a hairdryer. God bless hairdryers. We talked last week about the scarlet thread. About how if you're hanging by a thread, it had better be the right thread. Today I want to talk to you a little bit different that sometimes we perceive that we are locked in stocks and chains and, and bound by some unbelievable yoke when in reality you're but a breath away from everything changing. Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Which is to say, Henry Ford once said it this way, he says, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Uh, the word thinketh there, uh, one translation indicates that it's like a gatekeeper that allows certain things in and other things not in. So it's saying it this way, what you allow to permeate into your heart, into your mind, is what you will be. So you have to be a wise gatekeeper about what comes into your mentality because what comes into your mentality greatly affects your destiny. Number one, if you're taking notes, you have to renew your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. You renew your mind by putting into your mentality what God's Word says about who you are. You're going to be able to hear everything from Fox News to CNN uh, to, to, to uh, Dr. Phil to, to whoever you want to put into a category and they might have some good ideas, they might not have some good ideas, but a Christian, if you want to live the successful life, if you want to see chains broken off of your life, one of the first steps that has to happen is you've got to renew your mind. If you are new to Christianity or you've been a Christian for 125 years, you've got to get to the place where you are renewing your mind constantly with the water of the Word of God so that what you think is are the thoughts of God and not the thoughts that are thrown in your direction in the form of a fiery dart from the enemy. We've got to get to the place where we renew our mind, where we don't, we don't look in the mirror and agree with the devil. You say, well, how does that happen? You look in the mirror and say, well, nobody likes me. Oh, wait a minute. I became all things to all men that I might win some. I, I have favor with God and man. What do you mean nobody likes me? I look in the mirror. And you look in the mirror and you say, you know what? I'm just never going to have enough. I'm always going to be in debt. The Bible says that He supplies my needs according to His riches and glory. But we got to renew our mind. Your mind will lie to you. Ideas and thoughts will try to creep into you. You'll look in the mirror and you'll say, I wish my husband was more like Crystal Hallam's husband. 
Don't do that. <laughs> you don't look in the mirror and you say that. You say, thank God that He's given me such an amazing husband who is like a deer leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop. You haven't seen my husband, Pastor. No, I have not. But I have read God's Word. And we renew our mind because as a man thinks, so is he. You throw uh, different, two different people in the same circumstance and you're going to have two different situations. So for instance, my children, they always ask me for stuff which is what my children do, and I love it. But my little boy, i never forget one time, he said, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I said, what? He said, can we go fishing? Which is a pretty much regular occurrence in my house. But he says to me, Daddy, 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 can we go fishing? And, and I didn't want to say no, because I've said no for the last 14 days in a row. You know how it goes. I said, maybe. And this boy responded to maybe better than most people respond when they find out they hit the lotto. I said, what are you so happy for? He said, you didn't say no. You get two different people in the same situation, they're going to come out of it different. Have you ever watched and, and seen the people that win $10 million in the lottery and they were broke, busted, and disgusted before they did it and you give them 24 months and they're broke again? But then you got the neighbor down the street that wears the same uh, uh, John Deere hat every day and then he dies and all of a sudden there's a, there's, a, there's a city park in his honor because he donated $5 million and nobody knew it. It's because when you put two different people in the same situation and circumstance, you're going to get two different results because you're dealing with that person's ability, that person's capability, and in your situation, in my situation, we don't hang on our ability to perform, we hang on our ability to believe. We renew our mind. We change what we think and it changes who we are. Resistance in your life is an opportunity for God to show Himself strong. I know God's going to cause all things to work together for my good. Greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Don't you remember when David came up to the battlefield to bring some bread and some cheese and he walks up and he sees his brothers and all of a sudden he hears this giant cursing God and cursing God's people and there's all kind of problems going around and David looks at the same giant that they're all scared of and said, I can take that guy. Same person. Same situation, giant saying the same stuff. It's not like when they got there, the giant took his armor off. The giant looked the same, talked the same, sound the same. But when you have the perspective, if you have the mind of Christ, when you have a renewed mind, you don't look at the mountain as a problem. You look at the mountain as an amazing testimony. There's something about living for God, pressing towards the things of God, never hesitating Never slowing down, never wavering. You say, what if I slow down and waver? The Bible says the righteous fall seven times, but bless God, they get back up. We've got to renew our mind. Somebody say, renew your mind. Amen. Number two, you have to make up your mind before you get there. I never forget growing up, my dad would tell me, what are you going to do when you get there? So what do you mean, Dad? What are you going to do when you get there? I don't know. Then you're not going. It was crazy. It was called parenting. People used to do it. 
Is today Wednesday? You have to make up your mind before you get there. Three Hebrew young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, found themselves in front of a fiery furnace with a man named Nebuchadnezzar who said he was going to kill all of them if they didn't bow and worship his idol, big golden image, whenever they heard music. The Bible says they were told that they had to do it or they would burn in a furnace. They would be thrown in a fire and cooked. The Bible says that they refused and they were brought before the king himself. The king got angry. He says, listen to me, I'm going to give you guys one more shot. When you hear the music, you better bow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew what they were going to do before the situation showed itself. In your life, in my life, we have to know, how are you going to respond if a bad report comes? How are you going to respond when the boss walks in and says, we're having layoffs? How are you going to respond? Because if you don't know how you're going to respond before you get there, you have a more of an, you have more of an opportunity to respond in the flesh than you do otherwise. But if you make the decision before you get to the cross, if you make the decision before you get there because you have renewed your mind, if you make the decision before you get there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego heard this in verse 16. Daniel chapter number 3 says this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Which is to say, long before I felt the flames, long before I smelled the smoke, and long before I came in front of you, I knew what I was going to do in this moment. I don't have to think about what I'm going to do right now. I know what I'm going to do right now. When you go to the doctor and they sit you down and they're doing the physical and everything and they tap your knee, that knee is supposed to do that. It's called a reflex or a reaction. And when you get your mind renewed, your reflexes become the reflexes of God. I don't have to think about it. My kids don't have to think about it. What are you going to do on Sunday morning? Going to be at church. What are you going to do on Wednesday night? If we can be there, going to be at church. What are you going to do uh, when, when times get tough? Going to believe God. He supplies my needs according to His riches and glory. What are you going to do if a bad report comes? He, he, he's the God that healeth thee. What are you going to do if something changes in your family? I'm so thankful that my whole house is going to be saved. It's a reflex. But it comes by renewing your mind. One opportunity we see the cleansing or the washing of the Word of God. If you can wash out your stinking thinking with the Word of God, if you can turn every thought, if you can take every thought into captivity, then when the situation arises, it's not as bad because you know I'm either going to get my miracle instantly or I'm going to get my miracle eventually. But before this thing is over, I'm going to win. How, how can you say, how can you say you're going to win? Because God says I'm going to win. He said I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. You don't really talk like that. I talk exactly like this. And when I have an issue in my life, 
I call people who talk like this, not the people that ho-hum and bum around. We have to renew our mind, number one. Number two, we've got to make up your mind before you get there. Do you remember Jesus walked into the garden called Gethsemane, which literally means pressing. He went into the garden and He was pressed upon. The weight of sin began to fall on His Galilean shoulders. He began to feel it all pile on him exponentially, so much so that his body physically could no longer contain the squeeze and blood began to pour out in the form as he sweat, blood began to pour out. And he sat there and he got down on his knees and he did what you and me would do. He said, oh God, especially if we knew what was going to happen, oh God, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But the mind of Christ finished the thought. Nevertheless, your will be done. You, you, You see, there's a place in God Where you get when the circumstance no longer dictates your response, the circumstance dictates the level of your testimony. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, we're not careful to answer this, uh, answer you in this, verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. But if not, now, now I, I don't like to pick favorite Bible verses because I feel like it's like picking your favorite child. You can only do it in front of the one you're talking to. Because I like the whole Bible. Soup to nuts, if it will. But when those Hebrew men looked at that demon-worshiping king and said, God can, God will, But don't get it twisted, Nebuchadnezzar. If he doesn't, we don't serve you. There's something about a renewed mind that before you go in the furnace, before you go in the furnace, you decide what you're going to do. Before you get to the cross, before they tie you to the post, before everything starts to break out, you've already decided what you're going to do. You've already determined how you're going to respond. You've already determined how you're going to act when you get to Thanksgiving and Aunt Crazy's there. You've already decided how you're going to respond if hell happens to break loose. Sometimes it feels as though we are bound in stocks and chains when the reality is you're never further than an instant away from your breakthrough and those stocks and chains are snapped like thread under the anointing of God. Paul and Silas found themselves in prison not for selling drugs, not for being involved in criminal activity by our standard, but by preaching 
the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says they put them in the inner prison, which means they put them as far away from freedom as possible. Sometimes we feel that way. We feel like, oh, if I just had this, I'd be so much more happy. If I just had their blessing, I'd be so much more happy. If I just had their life, I'd be so much more happy. If I just had this happening in my life, I'd be so much more happy. The thing about happiness, it comes from the word happens, which means it's dictated by what happens to you. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. You you see, it's different when you live for God, when you find yourself in the inner workings of the prison, when you find yourself as far from daylight as possible. The Bible says long about the midnight hour, which means as far away from the previous day and as far away from the next day as you can possibly get, meaning it can't get any darker than midnight. Paul and Silas, bound in stocks and chains, the Bible says, were sitting there with all of their issues, with all of their situations. And one of them spoke up and said, well, we can't do anything else. Maybe we should worship. You, you see, Number three, you're never more than an instant away from your breakthrough. And worship will shake the foundation. The Bible says Paul and Silas were bound in stocks and chains and they began to lift their voice. That's why I like churches that shout. That's why I like people that worship God. That's why I like praising people. If you're new to this, that's okay. Jump in, the water's fine, as my grandpa used to say. That's why I like people that respond to God. I don't like walking into a room and introducing myself to a bunch of bumps on a log. You think God likes that? When the creator of the universe manifests himself in a way that makes himself known that you know he's here, miracles might break out and, and, and you can't get comfortable enough to get your hands out of your pocket. Paul and Silas were sitting in the innermost prison feeling like they could not be moved, but they just said, oh well, let's just worship anyway. God causes all things to work together for good. Maybe I'll get this whole prison saved. I don't know. How you think we ought to do it? I don't know. You remember that song? Well, I don't remember any songs about Jesus because Jesus is so fresh on this thing. But how about this one? Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Hey, Paul, it's like six hours till tomorrow. Shut up and sing, man. Because He lives. That's the chains. Aren't you glad they gave us these tambourine chains? All fear is gone. I don't know what to do, Paul. Let's just worship silence. 
but we're in stocks and chains. We're never more than a moment from our breakthrough. Just magnify God with me, brother. Life is worth the living just because he lives. And somewhere about midnight, when the praises of God began to rise from the innermost prison, what looked like stocks and fetters that could not be broken were split in half by the power and the anointing of God. Some of you feel like you're in the inner prison. Some of you feel like you've been wrongfully accused. Some of you feel like you're as far away from daylight as you could get. Some of you feel like the stocks and chains that are holding you back have yoked you to a place where you'll never be free again. And God says, in the midnight hour, there's a Holy Ghost earthquake coming to your situation that's going to destroy every yoke of bondage. off of your life. So, when it feels like you're hanging by a thread, a scarlet thread, bless God, don't let go. Because the anchor holds. But when you feel like sin, shortcomings, a lack of self-confidence, a poor relationship, the condition of your finances have bound you in stocks and chains and nothing and nothing and nothing can set you free. And you feel like there's nothing else I can really even do. Can we take a page from the good book and just decide that in the midnight hour of our situation, we're going to lift our voice. We're going to magnify God. We're going to put our hands together. We're going to determine that the God of heaven and earth didn't bring us here to leave us here. That if he brought me this far, surely he'll bring me the rest of the way. That if that heathen can get saved, then so can my heathen kids. You gotta renew your mind. You gotta know how you're gonna act before you get there. Paul didn't decide, well, I'm in prison, let's worship. Paul was a worshiper. And lastly, don't ever believe the lie. Don't ever believe the lie that your breakthrough is not at hand. Stand to your feet, please.